Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling. Join Andy Schneider, National Spokesperson for the USDA APHIS Avian Health Program, Editor-in-Chief of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, and author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, Chicken Factor Chicken Poop, and Zero Waste Chicken Keeping, as he welcomes top poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists, and poultry nutritionists to discuss the hot topics in the poultry world today and provide science-based, fact-based, study-based information to help you raise the healthiest poultry possible. And now, here's your host, Andy Schneider. All righty, thank you very much for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by our good friends, Tucker Milling. And we've got a great show lined up for you today. We've got a continuation. Uh, basically, it's Baby Chick Nutrition Part 2. Uh, if you're an uh, avid listener of the show, and thousands of you are, you remember a few weeks ago we had uh, Dr. Curran on, and um, he, wow, tons of great information. If you haven't listened to it, go find it and uh, listen to part one. And then there was just so much information that we wanted to cover that we didn't get to. Uh, his outline was probably barely covered that he wanted to share with folks. So we thought, you know what, let's do a part two. It's still early in the season. Uh, people are just now kind of ramping up, getting ready to order those baby chicks from the uh, from the hatcheries all across the country, or maybe you're a local local breeder. Uh, maybe you're going into the big box store, uh, ag big box store, to get your baby chicks. Maybe a local mom and pop store. But we're just now again starting to see all these folks set up their brooders, picking out their choice of feed, and uh, so baby chick nutrition right now is very very important. Uh, it's important to know a lot of the things we talked about in the first part of the show. Uh, in fact, just yesterday, literally just yesterday, I was on one of the Facebook chicken forums, and we know the spreaders of bad chicken advice on, on those things. But there was a young lady that had, I don't know, maybe a half a dozen baby chicks in a brooder, and her main question was, um, my chickens don't seem to like me. They seem to run away from the strawberries and the cantaloupe and the mealworms and the cabbage and all this stuff that she's trying to give these like three, four day old baby chicks. And, and, and you can listen to part one and see why that is not a good idea. Uh, to put it simply, these baby chicks are so tiny and they're only consuming, even though it seems like that's a lot just a few grams of feed per day, and it's already bad to dilute their nutritionally balanced feed when they're adults, but now imagine if they're only eating a few grams of feed every single day, and you are you, you try to uh, give them any of this extra stuff to make you feel warm and fuzzy inside that's not going to be good for these baby chicks and not going to benefit their, their, their health and, and development like it should, 
uh, then you're really, 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 really diluting their nutritional starter by doing that. And it's not needed. I, mean, I think uh, Dr. Gehring said last show, you know, several weeks, several weeks of their nutritionally balanced feed is what they need. Their, their uh, digestive system's not even fully developed yet. You're trying to give them cantaloupe and mealworms and strawberries, and obviously they didn't want it. This lady was complaining that they, she didn't want any of the treats that she was giving them. That I'm sure she saw other people on these crazy chicken forums giving their chickens and their chicks. Uh, so it's just, uh, again, just a, a wealth of bad information on these things. So we try to, uh, as we have for 14 years, uh, of doing this radio show, this podcast, the magazine, the tour, the events, um, to get the right information out there to you guys. So we're going to welcome uh, poultry nutritionist Dr. Curran Gehring here in just a minute. I'm going to go to our first commercial break and uh, get some bills paid here uh, by doing so. So we hope while the break's on, you get ready to get gear down, get that pen, get that paper. A lot of our listeners, they've brought them actually to some of my events, and they'll say, look, look at this thick, huge spiral notebook that I've been taking notes since you started airing your show 14 years ago, and it's all chock full of information from all the poultry veterinarians, poultry nutritionists, poultry scientists you've had on, and this is my wisdom book now. Um, versus relying on stuff that we see on these chicken blogs and chicken forums. So that makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside when people actually bring their, their notes from this podcast for years and years and years that they've been listening. So we'll be back right after this short break, folks. Don't go anywhere. When you need an incubator, think Brincy, the incubation specialists. Brincy has been a world-leading manufacturer of quality incubators for almost 40 years. They manufacture incubators that hold anywhere from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity controls and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and receive 10% off your entire order. Order your new incubator today at Brincy.com. That's B-R-I-N-S-E-A.com. Are you dealing with a stinky coop or brooder? Backyard chicken owners are loving Chick Fresh. Not only does it eliminate the nasty odors, but it also eliminates the dangerous and unhealthy ammonia. You can use Chick Fresh in your coop, brooder, garbage can, litter boxes, and more. Even use it in your spouse's smelly shoes. Get your bottle 15% off today by going to coopcarespecial.com. Take back control and say no to nasty odors. Metzer Farms is now hatching and shipping the premier egg layer. This girl is consistently laying jumbo eggs with a higher nutrient density and lower water content than your eggs now. She is an extremely hardy bird and the most heat and cold tolerant egg layer available, allowing for year-round outdoor production. An eggshell unmatched in sturdiness and thickness, making cracks a thing of the past. Increase your health and double your egg profits. Of course, we're talking about ducks. Duck eggs are revered by chefs for their succulent flavor and by bakers for being the better baking egg. Learn more about this extraordinary duck, the Golden 300, or any of our other 35-plus breeds of ducks and geese at MetzerFarms.com and order your next flock from us. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. All 
Alrighty, there we go. We were having some phone issues there for just a second, but I think I figured them out possibly. We had some switchboard issues a few weeks ago when uh, poultry veterinarian Dr. Pateski was supposed to be on, and uh, they didn't work it out, so I had to put in a, a ticket with Blog Talk Radio because we have over 50 phone lines here on the show uh, when we do contests and things like that and have, have call-in shows and whatnot, and um, that just nothing was happening and we even tried to call into our own show while we were broadcasting and just got a, a rapid busy signal and it wasn't working supposedly fixed that so hopefully right now we've got this taken care of but so look back where i was at without further ado we're going to bring on our good friend poultry nutritionist dr Curran garing to kind of uh start off where we left off uh last month with our baby chick nutrition part one this is baby chick nutrition part two and we're going to uh Bring them on right now. Hey, Doc, how you doing? Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Andy. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Sorry about that glitch. I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I got ready to bring you back on, and then I noticed that you had disappeared for a minute and called back in, and then I noticed that I wasn't broadcasting apparently after the commercial break, so I was like, okay, don't tell me this is happening again. Normally over the last 14 years, Blog Talk Radio, they're based out of New York, um, has had pretty good pretty good service and uh but sometimes they have sound quality issues or sometimes like last with dr Pateski, it just was they had major phone issues that day so uh i thought no goodness not again but i think i fixed the problem so we are good to go but i'm just going to let you kind of uh, pick up where we left off uh last month and if we pre- repeat a little bit that's perfectly fine but i know you wanted to get in some things today about uh continuing with our chick nutrition we know that Right now, lots of people are, because we see the pictures and all the forums and groups that they're getting these baby chicks, stores are starting to, um, you know, have them in. And I have not heard um, about, so far, about any big box stores, big ag stores, little ag stores, mom and pop stores, mail order places. I haven't heard about any of them stopping uh, delivery of or even canceling any in-house um, uh, sales of chicks due to the current um, uh, avian influenza, the high path avian influenza outbreak, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think just today I got something mm-hmm. from Avis about it, uh, another flock being a backyard flock uh, up in Michigan now uh, being uh, tested positive. So I, I don't, I haven't heard it. Nothing's come across the desk yet. I've heard some poultry shows have been canceled, like the Noonan Show, and I hated that. The, uh, the Chattahoochee Valley Poultry Show, um, uh, I believe, got canceled, and there were some others as well. They've, the state vet here in Georgia stopped all of that. Um, but I haven't heard of any any limitations on sales in any of the stores. Have you heard or caught wind of any of that going on right now? Yeah, um, I heard the other day that the uh, state of Georgia had put a hold on transporting any live poultry. Um, but I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent, uh, you know, for sure on that, but that's, that's just what I had heard. Yeah. I'm, and I'll have to look into that too, because I, I knew they canceled all the shows and, uh, then I, then I saw someone post and again, grain of salt. I don't know where that she got it from. She claimed she called the state vet, um, uh, and, and said that no private sales are still okay. Like if I wanted to sell to Susie Q down the road or in the next town that that was okay, but. Um, and I see because uh, you know you are, I'm in Gainesville, chicken capital of the world, and and uh, there are no shortage of uh, broiler trucks going up and down the road. So uh, uh, yeah, we'll definitely look into that. But so far, I hadn't heard anything about like 
uh, TSCs not selling or the local mom and pops not selling or having chicks in stock. But we'll see. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, we hate to have this on our soil again this year from the experiences we had several years ago where it cost just about a billion dollars uh, the USDA and kind of caught them a little bit off guard with the uh, um, with the outcome. So hopefully they're handling it and managing it a little bit better, which I assume they are this year. But And nobody wants this mm-hmm. stuff. And people, we're just kind of sharing, you know, on our stuff, on our end, you know, uh, mile security tips and tricks, which we've covered for years. It should be no stranger to the regular listeners of the show. So uh, that's kind of what we're doing here. But just didn't know if you had heard any information about that since it popped into my head. But let's get on. Baby Chick Nutrition Part 2, where would you like to start today, sir? Well, um, yeah, I- I think it'd be good to talk about, uh, you know, kind of what the differences are between different levels of Kickstarter that are available from sure. you know, the cheapest and, and then the more premium and ultra premium. And, and uh, you know, from a price standpoint, but then also performance and, and what it actually uh, costs you. And, and um, so, you know, we'll talk about feed conversion. Mm-hmm. But, okay. uh, you know, Starting out is if you make the the cheapest uh, chick starter, then uh, you know when you're formulating that diet, you put a minimum on protein, fat, uh, and uh, you know calcium, phosphorus, and a maximum on fiber, and and let let the software do its thing and, and formulate the diet, and you know, that, but that's not going to give you the most efficient growth uh, or the healthiest bird. And so, when you go a step up from that, um, you know, say then you formulate on digestible amino acids and not just crude. Uh, you know, that's adding cost to the formula and and then you know to the retail cost of the feed as well. Um, take it another step and you formulate on. Uh, available phosphorus rather than total phosphorus mm-hmm. uh, or metabolizable energy versus uh, gross energy, uh, that which is uh, calories. And so, you know, when you when you look at uh, the commercial industry, those diets are all, all formulated based on those digestible values. And, you know, of course, for a really big company, that's mostly uh, profit-related because you're going to get better fee conversion, uh, less waste, uh, and make a lot more money, but you know, there's it's a, it's also better for the bird, um, and as a, you know, for backyard flocks, if if you decrease the amount of undigestible protein and other uh, undigestible nutrients in the diet, then you have less waste. So there's less cleanup. Um, you know, you, you can formulate so that you get drier uh, droppings, so you have better litter quality. Uh, less ammonia. Birds get, get older. Yeah, less yep. less ammonia. Uh, better, you know. It you know if, if some people are keeping birds indoors a lot of the time, um, then if you don't have really good litter quality, you can get uh, some issues with uh, you know their foot pads. So mm-hmm. you know all those things add cost to the diet, but that that translates to. Um, you know, just a, a better feed for the bird and, and also less work for uh, for the people as well in a lot of cases. Yeah, so and, mainly uh, when 
No, go ahead. Because yeah, you talked oh, no, about no. The pro, we touched out <clears> on the pro, pro, um, protein in the last show a little bit, and we've talked about this before, even with adult chickens. And yep. and I had mentioned, I think, in the last show where there was a time, and, and still today I see it a little bit. Uh, but but many years ago, you know, we had folks that would give you know um, game bird starter to just you know Rhode Island Reds and Buff Orpington Silver Laced Wyandots, you know, because they were like, oh, 28% protein, and they're going to be bigger, they're going to grow faster, and then they're going to have yeah, and they're going to have uh, egg laying issues, more chance of um, um, being egg bound and, and issues, and we've seen that time and time again. So I think most of that, a lot of that rather, has kind of gone away. Some some folks still kind of. Uh, we'll, we'll claim that, and we just kind of kind of cringe and explain why. So, and then like you're explaining to me as just the, the layperson, the backyard chicken owner, to me it sounds like you know, hey, these these bragging numbers of hey we have all this, it could just mean that hey we we have all this. It doesn't mean it's better for the chick or the chicken utilize those high numbers. They're just going to poop all that out. So higher does not necessarily always mean better, depending on the ingredient and the ingredient list. It may sound good and look good on the front of the package. And, you know, we're like, oh, wow, yeah, it has all this stuff and a lot of it, too, which then equate to, again, more more ammonia, more poo, uh, worse quality poo, and they're not going to be able to use it. And sometimes we know that it can damage uh, uh, kidneys and, 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 uh, and liver issues and things like that. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind of what I take so far from, from what you've told us today. Yeah. Continue, please. Yeah. Um, we actually just heard from one of our dealers uh that he'd been giving his his baby chicks that he sells in the store uh, game bird starter. Okay. And uh, you know, twenty eight percent protein, and and you know, not only does that cost a lot more because of the the higher nutrient density, uh, you know, they just don't need that much. And if you know, if a, if a bird ever does, or you know, a flock gets coccidiosis, then one of your big risk factors for then getting a secondary um, infection that turns into uh, necrotic enteritis and a lot of mortality mm-hmm. is undigested protein getting to the hindgut. And mm-hmm. so, you you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why you really want to have a feed that's, that's formulated with precision to meet the bird's requirements and not have uh, extra that's, that's getting, um, you know, past where, where it can be absorbed and, and getting to the hindgut because usually, you know, the, those extra nutrients are going to be utilized by uh, pathogenic bacteria and get the whole microbiome out of balance, and and you can have a lot of secondary issues from that. Gotcha. So, so in this this case, that and you explained this to me because my brain's processing all of this. I'll go into the store. I'll go into the feed store, and when it comes again, we're talking about kind of say chick starter here. The the and maybe in some cases, like you're saying, all this stuff's put in there that they can't use, which is going to raise the price of the feed, or whether it's whether it's the regular protein amount that's recommended or 28%, whatever the case may be. Um, and and so you may be, oh, this is the most expensive stuff. It must be the best. Look at all this stuff in here. When in reality, it it may not be because they can't utilize all that stuff, and you're going to be paying, like you just said, paying a lot more, let's say it's higher protein, or maybe if it's not, maybe they have all this other stuff they're advertising that they have, these huge numbers. So so in, in some cases, that ex- super expensive feed, they say has, has all this stuff in it, which they can't utilize anyway, uh, again, is, may, is not maybe the better quality feed at the end of the day based on the nutrition of your baby chicks. Yeah, you, you really have to 
know, um, you know, if a feed is in a what, like what we call an economy feed, which is just price point based uh, to, mm-hmm. to meet minimum requirements, or whether it's designed to be a, a premium or or ultra premium uh, feed, because you know you you really can't tell just by the cost of the bag, mm-hmm. um, you know, if one feed is better than the other. So, you know, if you look at, you know, there's a lot of different feed companies, but um, several of them, especially the, the bigger ones, don't have their uh, own trucks and trailers. And so they're outsourcing all of the freight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they're not sending an entire truckload, then, um, you know, you're you're talking – four, five, mm-hmm. six dollars a bag to get it to the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we like to say, you know, chickens uh, don't do well on diesel. And so that, <laughs> you know, that's not helping you out <laughs> at all. Um, but at, at the same time, if you do find a feed that is formulated to be, um, you know, better nutritionally, it's going to cost more than the, the cheapest feed. Mm-hmm. And let's because, let's be very you know, clear there, that they're there because I've talked to my a lot of my local mom and pop stores, and, and they do they they'll have a number of folks that come in and just say, I want the cheapest laying pellets you got, I want the chicken cheapest chicken feed you mm-hmm. got, I want the cheapest scratch you got, I want the cheapest this you got, and that that I mean again like in re- all retail you've got that section of buyers that they just want the cheapest feed. They're not concerned about any of like what we're talking about. Not, they just want the cheapest feed, and that's fine. You've got that group, and then you've got another group that, you know, they for some reason, whether it's clothes or cars or whatever, they want the most expensive. That must be better. That's the most expensive. So you've got that group at the top. You got the other group at the bottom on this mm-hmm. on the scale, and then you've got uh, probably a group in there that is not willing to pay the the top, and, and of course they think the bottom because it's cheap is just horrible, rot gut stuff, and then they're, so they're somewhere in the middle, and then you've got probably a sliver in there as well that are they're the label readers, and we, you and I both we all we've talked about this for a long time. We wish more people would read labels. We wish would be would people would spend more time reading labels, not just what's on the cover that that company wants to brag about, which may or may not be the best thing for your birds, and and read that label and understand those labels. And even call the company. They can call Dr. Curran yeah. Gehring mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, I've got a question about this, or this is my flock. What do you recommend? Why do you, you know, do I need to use the show flock brand that you've got a little bit more? 22%, can I, get, can I do the 16%? Can I do, you know, I've got ducks in there now, so I do, do I need to use this other feed that's, you know, that, that's for my ducks? And I, oh, I've got geese now too. So, um, you know, how readily available uh, as the company you're buying from, that you can reach out and contact somebody pretty much right away that day on the phone and answer your questions about the feed that you're feeding them. So all this takes into account. But, yeah, there are going to be folks that say, I just want the cheapest feed. Was it $9 a bag? I'll take that. Even though it may be a 40-pound bag instead of a 50-pound bag, so it sounds better at mm-hmm. 9 bucks, you know, right, or um, or just whatever the case may be. So, uh, But I, I digress. But all that, I mean, what you're saying, you know, those, you know, uh, these, when I look and talk to the folks at my local feed stores, that's what I hear a lot and see a lot. You know, there's some folks that are just going to come in and say, "I want the cheapest bag of chicken feed you got. Put two in my trunk," <laughs> and then they drive yep. off. So you always have that. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a, you know a good point about the forty pound bag. I mean, I think it's a good idea to always calculate cost per pound of feed, and uh, and same thing with you know food for your family at the grocery store. Um, put put it on a 
a cost per per unit of weight and and that way you can really compare um one one product to another on cost because uh yeah some sometimes one looks cheaper but there's not as much in that bag and uh yeah then then and the other thing you know you said contact a company and you know that's that's a great idea because even you know at tucker milling we have four different kickstarters right now mm-hmm. so we, we've got two that are the 18 percent protein cheaper um medicated and non-medicated and then we have mm-hmm. non-gmo and then we have the show flock starter and you know so if, if you go into a, a feed store and see um you know two that are made by the same company that are different in price you know i would contact them and, and ask why Mm-hmm. Get that knowledge in there. It's kind of like when you go to you, you can relate that to, to really anything. You go to the auto store, you see two Maximas sitting there, you see two Altimas or two Sentras or or two uh, you know name name your brand of choice of car, and you may have two Altimas, and they may be eight thousand dollars, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars apart, but they're both Altimas. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's I, I kind of relate it to that too. This first thing that popped in my head is the car differences. You know, when you see that starting MSRP at thirty nine thousand, and then you go and look at them, and they're you know forty nine thousand or sixty three thousand. So wait, it says MSRP is forty nine, and and oh yeah, well, we have that one around the back, and it's it's got hubcaps on it instead of fancy we you know whatever. So people people get it. Um, I'm going to share a story because again. Mm-hmm. I've been as 14 years we've been doing the show. I've shared things that we do, good, bad, and ugly, just to let folks know that you know I've been in the same boat as as everybody else. And this is it's kind of a little funny story. I got a ton of them. You know, be working with so many companies and whatnot. But back in the day, uh, before this, you know, the chicken whisper thing really took off, and I mean, it was very, very, you know, premature. We were just now kind of starting to get. Uh, notice we were just starting to get national media we were starting to get some sponsor inquiries and things like that and uh, a big 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 um uh, feed company you know nationwide was knocking at our door and they we had even started kind of working together at the, um and but i was still again buying my own feed and uh so here i was okay this this company you know doing this may do some events with them blah 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 but I was still paying out of pocket at that time for, for my feed and still do. But, um, and so I would go in and things were tight, you know, life was still, I don't know if she was teaching at that time or was still, she was still in college. And here I was trying to start this business and I'd go in and I would be like, you know, uh, I need 11, I'd whisper to the guy cause he was so cool. I need 11 bags of this brand feed, please. Even though I was really kind of, representing so-and-so uh it was just kind of the beginning because of cost i couldn't afford the other so so we've all been there we're like you know and that's that's firsthand (laughs) the truth and this was i don't know how many years ago uh somewhere between 15 and 20 and it was an issue we were just starting out you know and times were tough you know the wallets were lean and i was like i couldn't afford the whatever the bag was back then i could save three or four dollars a bag and because that's what my wallet could afford and i wanted to feed my chicken so you know it's the, by no means and you won't hear it anywhere from the show or dr dr Gehring or anybody else about well if you can only afford nine dollars for a bag for chickens and you're doing a disservice you won't hear that here we're just trying to explain the difference say between a nine dollar bag and 19 dollar bag and why it's again 26 dollar bag today and all this stuff on the cover just may not be the you know the best choice for that and you can reach out to these companies again especially tucker milling and um 
and I still swipe my personal credit card. I still write my personal check when I go and buy my Tucker Millen feed. And um, you can ask my local company there. And people know why I'm involved with Tucker Milling is because while I was currently sponsored by a feed company, I was they were having some supply chain issues getting their feed to me, and I would have to supplement feed. And I started researching and using all the different feeds available in my area, uh, including Tucker Milling. And after about a year of doing that and seeing the results on my farm with my cows, with my chickens, with my turkeys, with my goats, with my hogs, with my rabbits, keep going. Um, at the end of the day, I was getting the best results from Tucker Milling. So when it was time to switch, I reached out to you guys and said, hey, I think we really need to work together. I think there's a good fit here. And I think the story uh, speaks for itself, um, where it's the only feed company that I've ever been sponsored by that I reached out to based on my results that I saw here on my farm. Every other one over a 15-year span reached out to me and either stole me from another feed company or said, hey, we want you to do this. Here's some dollars. Come do this for us. Totally different with Tucker Milling, where I personally, through this story of supply chain with my current sponsor, experimented with all the different feeds that were available in my area and based on the results of all the different livestock we have here, I said, wow, I'm, this is fantastic stuff. Uh, and I, I really found out doing that as well, some of the really piss poor stuff. Uh, that I'll never, ever use and absolutely never recommend because it was horrible. Um, and uh, uh, and that's so folks, if they didn't know how I got involved with Tucker Millen. And I think the story speaks volumes. Uh, and just like the story I just shared with like, you know, you know, I've been there. It's like I can only afford this feed. So let me, let me have 11 bags of this feed, please, um, because it was 4 5 6 $7 cheaper than the other. And that was really, really early on. I wasn't getting food stipends. I wouldn't, you know, still like today, swiping my own personal credit card to buy my feed. And that's what I choose based on all the others. So, um, again, I digress, but I think all that's important, for, I think, for our listeners to know um, when we're talking about this and why I promote, of course, Tucker Milling, and I have now for a couple of years through personal experience with my flock, and I've used and been sponsored by many nationwide feed companies, and um, so that's why I'm with who I am today. So I encourage all of you guys to, to try it, and I encourage folks that if you're just now getting your chicks for the first time, you know, also look at price. Look at quality. Call call Curran at uh, Tucker Milling. Ask them if you have any specific questions we don't cover in the rest of the show. Ask him about it. About your, maybe you have a mixed flock. You got turkeys, geese, and ducks, and chickens. And well, what 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 do I need for them? What what feed do you have available for me to feed them? Um, and and get that answer uh, for you as well. Because I think that's uh, also you know if you I, I know just in marketing that. If, if they can purchase Tucker Milling at that price point, you know, or if they have a coupon and they can for chick days or something, and they can purchase that that Tucker Milling, uh, and then they go back, they you know they're more than likely going to purchase Tucker Milling again. And then if they see the other feed that's you know uh, in my area, it's probably about seven dollars more per bag then they're going to stick with uh, Tucker Milling because they know it's good quality. And, of course, it's at the price point versus even the, and the, the lower price fee that we're talking about. So, um, yeah, let's, this is fascinating information so far about that. They don't, don't always trust everything that's on the front of the bag. Be a, a label reader. Educate yourself on that label. And then don't hesitate to call the, the feed company and say, hey, I just really have some questions because I don't understand it. Or I just want the best feed for my mixed flock if you have a mixed flock. So, um, yeah. well, uh, so carry on. 
carry on. Yeah, so um, I just wanted to to story about uh, you know when we came out with that show flock feed. There's a um, you know very nice family in Georgia that has uh, run some trials for us, and so they they produce uh, free range poultry at their family farm, and uh, so you know they ran a, a test for us with uh, with the show flock starter, and um, they had. Uh, Ross 308 commercial broilers, and so you know that's a, a you know commercial strain of bird. They there's a, been you know tons of research in developing the, the uh, that bird and and the um, the company that that sells that bird has a um, performing uh, performance objectives guide that has you know how much feed that um, Birds should consume at, at for every day of age, and uh, what that bird should weigh, what the feed conversion should be, and you know those those numbers are developed with uh, you know feed that's been formulated to you know exactly to their requirements, uh, as digestible as possible under perfect uh, conditions, and. Uh, when that family ran the trial for us, we were actually beating that um, uh, performance objective guide by a day, and so so the birds reached the um, same weight a day earlier, and and that diet is actually a little bit under uh, a commercial diet in nutrient density, and so that um, you know didn't really make sense. Like how how could we um, you know, grow better than that outside um, on grass and um, not under controlled conditions and with lower nutrient density. Um, so what we did then is we went to um, Mississippi State University, and uh, Dr. Kelly Walmsley there is a, a good friend of mine that I've known for uh, a long time now, 10 or uh, well, almost 15 years um, we went to school together at West Virginia University, and so um, she ran a study for us, um, and we had our our 18% uh, protein medicated chick starter and our uh, show flock starter. And, you know, I, I think that at, at most stores, our show flock starter costs roughly $3 a bag more. Okay. And so, uh, you know, as you can imagine, we sell a lot more of the 18% protein Kickstarter because it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. What we found was feeding the show flock starter was actually, see, 18 cents per bird cheaper um, when the birds reached uh, three pounds. It was 12 cents per bird cheaper when they reached four pounds. Uh, Six cents per bird cheaper at five pounds, and a, a penny per bird cheaper at six pounds. And so, I mean, it, it's because the nutrient density is higher, because it's formulated uh, to uh, have you know ideal ratios of amino acids and uh, metabolizable energy and uh, and all the other nutrients. It is so much more efficient. That even though a 50-pound bag costs three dollars more, is actually cheaper to grow those birds uh, on that feed. Then the other thing is, 
they actually see reached four pounds a week earlier on the show flock compared to the medicated chick starter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that even continued out to out to six pounds over uh, seven days earlier, 43 days versus uh, 50. And got to see four pounds at 33 day, 32.8 days versus 39.1 on, on average. And is that factored? So, that that extra week uh-huh. is that factored into that price savings? Uh, because I mean, that wouldn't people are like. Well, if that's factored into the price savings, then that's all. People need to realize that's a whole week of labor costs. And, and the whole oh, yeah. water, depending on how many, you know, all these extra costs involved. So I, I started thinking, I'm like, well, does that include that, you know, 12 cents, uh, 6 cents, 1 cent extra, that extra week? But then you start thinking, hey, that's a week I don't have to care for these birds. That's a week I can process them and I can sell them and make my money a week sooner. Uh, all these extra benefits, if you're doing the, the broilers, if you will, uh, a whole week's time. And if you're looking at large operation, that that's, that's cons- as you know, a <laughs> considerable amount of money and labor cost and time. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and you know, not only is it is it just you know less time and, and labor, but um, you know because it's better nutritionally that you know it's going to be a lot less of a mess to clean up and mm-hmm. and uh, you know less ammonia and things like like you mentioned and um, so you know that that was a, a big deal, uh, and then you know when you think about uh, you know, if it's laying hens on a layer feed, uh, you know, you're not looking at days to to a certain weight, but that's going to translate into eggs uh, instead. And um, and then the the other part of that study was um, we had another treatment that was uh, diets formulated to commercial industry standards, and so it was actually a higher nutrient density than the show flock. Um, and for those we we phase fed them just like they would in the industry. So we had a starter feed, grower feed, uh, finisher feed, and the um, our chick starters were fed from day one all the way through 46 days. And so when we were starting out, the show flock was uh, way low in digestible amino acids versus a commercial diet. Um, the energy was about well, where it should be, but then we never changed the – the seed that whole time, and if you you know precision uh, formulate for for birds, then as they grow, then your energy requirement gets higher. And so in the um, in the industry diets, calories increased as we went from starter grower uh, to finisher, and we actually um, beat the industry diets on on body weight gain and feed conversion, and so. You know, I, I wouldn't have even believed that if we hadn't had the result yeah. we did um, on the on the pastured birds in Georgia. Yeah, they back that up even more. Yeah, that's that's so, that's really amazing. Yeah. That that's crazy. So three dollars, and I, and I know I'm thinking that I'm thinking that price point. You know, when you get starters already a little bit more expensive. You know, everybody understands that. But I think that that visual when you you say three dollars three to four dollars difference if that if that's the difference between under a twenty dollar bill and more than a twenty dollar bill i think in a retail establishment with our eyeballs and the way we think that can be even maybe more <laughs> that 
detrimental to it. Yeah. You know, I, if, it, yeah, <laughs> if I mean, it falls yeah. into that seventeen ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine, you know, then it's like, you know, just just seeing that, you know, oh, over twenty dollars for seventeen ninety nine. So that can play a part too, depending on what store you yeah. buy and if it pushes it over that twenty dollar mark or if it's still, you know, seventeen eighteen ninety nine versus twenty one or twenty two ninety nine. That could be a big emotional uh, issue as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and it, it it's it's only more efficient and you know, in the same price or 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 cheaper to feed the more expensive uh you know, option if you get the results. And uh so that, you know, that's just one reason um you know, why it's so important to to really know what you're feeding and and uh you know, why it costs what it does. Is it is it because of things that are in it and the nutrient density and, and how it was formulated, or is it, uh, you know, corporate overhead and diesel fuel and, right. and all those other things. Where is that? Where is that extra money coming? How much that? Yeah, the extra cost per bag. Where Where is that coming from? And the production from? And 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 what I want to do is I'm going to go to commercial break. But this is exactly what I'm about to say and what you're saying mm-hmm. with the, how much of that is diesel fuel and whatever. And and look at the date on the tag to see how fast you're getting it. And this is going to be perfect segue for what I want to do when I come back after break because I I, I, want, I don't want to wait to the end of the show. We'll do this at the end of the show or, or now, and then we'll continue with chick nutrition towards the end of the show. But uh, and I'll give you the time for the commercial break to prepare. But I want you to let us folks know when we come back um, that because I know when my feed gets here because I'm just across the I'm in Georgia you guys are in Alabama and so I know when I go and pick up my feed at my mom and pop store Brookshire right over the road here um, that I, I know that that feed was probably either produced this week um, and they and I, and I got it so I think they take delivery I want to say it's on Thursdays and so I, and I know that and so I'm like, okay, I can get there on a Friday and get this food that was just delivered to them Thursday, and it may have been bagged up and put on the truck on Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday. And so, you know, versus, again, because you're on your own trucks, you're getting it here. I'm getting it within, you know, probably 72 hours of actually being made uh, and giving it to my animals here. Uh, but so when we come – I'm going to go to commercial break. When we come back, tell our folks um, what states currently um, – they can find your feed in. I know primarily right now, I think the Southeast um, and then what to do if they ask or if, what to do if they don't see it in their store, um, who to call, who to ask, what they need to do to try to get some in their store. Um, I think there's a way that they can maybe sh- get shipped or maybe it's a one pallet minimum or something to you if you want to share with other, uh, cust- other mm-hmm. friends. And then um, we'll talk about, Maybe one day, like I said, because I, I don't think yet y'all are on Chewy, for example, uh, or have any kind of Amazon no. whatnot, and, and you can correct me on that. But uh, when we come back, tell us kind of what states you're servicing, uh, and then if they're in those states okay. and they don't see the feed in the store, what they need to do to try to get that feed in the store, and if they're, the store is just you know, uh, not cooperative, how, what else they can do. Um, and don't stop at that store. Maybe there's a store, you know, within that vicinity. Instead of going east for 10 miles to get to your store that doesn't have it, maybe you can go west 10 miles to a store that actually has it. Of saying we need to think outside the box. So uh, I'm going to go to commercial break, folks. And when we come back, we're going to find out where you can get the 
Tucker Milling Feed and what if they don't have it, how to get it, uh, and then we'll continue with baby chick nutrition and getting us educated on on how we want to raise our baby chicks nutritionally so that the best healthy adult birds and we get the most eggs out of them. If you're laying meat birds, you just heard a perfect example of how a bag that's three or four dollars more actually costs less. We have scientific proof here, both in in, in a uh, a smaller kind of backyard. Uh, um, a farm, I think I understand it in Georgia, plus the study uh, down at Mississippi. So uh, fascinating information. That's exciting. But uh, stay with us. There'll be more uh, about how we can raise uh, healthier baby chicks right after this short break. Since 1921, Stromberg's has been a family-owned and operated business providing quality poultry and poultry supplies to their customers. Today, the Strombergs family offers over 200 different breeds of poultry, including chickens, waterfowl, and game birds. They also offer poultry supplies for both the beginner and experienced poultry keeper. Stromberg should be on the top of your list when it's time to order your new day-old baby chicks and poultry supplies. Order online today at strombergschickens.com. That's strombergschickens.com. Strong Animals uses plant-based products and natural approaches to promote the health and vitality of backyard flocks. Our daily snacks, water additives, and coop refresher products contain organic essential oils, prebiotics, and other natural ingredients to promote digestive health and immunity. Give your chicks and chickens what they need to thrive with Strong Animals products. Available at local farm stores across the country and Amazon. Visit GetStrongAnimals.com today to learn more. The Yardbird Chicken Plucker takes the hassle out of backyard chicken processing by fully defeathering birds in just 15 seconds. Powered by a 1.5 horsepower electric motor, the Yardbird Chicken Plucker can handle two 8-pound birds at one time, while the built-in irrigation ring keeps your hands free for other butchering tasks. The 20-inch stainless steel drum features 110 rubber plucking fingers that gently remove feathers and dirt without tearing the skin. When butchering is complete, the plucker rinses clean with just soap and water. To learn more or purchase your plucker, visit YardbirdPluckers.com. Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. And now we return to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer with your host, Andy Schneider. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer brought to you by our good friends over at uh, Tucker Milling and a great show today with doc, poultry nutritionist, Dr. Curran Gehring, PhD, talking all about, well, this is part two, baby chick nutrition part two. Uh, we encourage you, if you didn't listen to part one, go back and listen to that uh, during your spare time because we cover different information uh, during that because we really want these baby chicks to get a, well, it benefits them, it benefits you, 
as the chicken owner and why you actually have backyard chickens to begin with to give them the best start in life. And unfortunately, it's not throwing strawberries and mealworms and cantaloupe and cabbage at them when they're three days old. So um, we want to do the best thing for them. We want you to be knowledgeable about what's the best thing to do, not just what people are sharing on chicken blogs and chicken forums. Um, so, you know, there's an awful lot of people that use the term uh, um, my chickens are healthy. Oh, look how healthy my chickens are. And and 99.999% of the time, that's why I never say that. Oh, yeah, the healthiest chickens around because I'm the chicken whisperer. Look how healthy they are. You don't know. You don't know. You can say that, but you don't know. When's the last time you had them tested for anything? Mycoplasma, uh, coccidiosis, um, LT, you know, whatever. Um, you just have no – have you looked at their gut? Do you know if they have internal parasites? So uh, and you'll never catch me say, oh, you're my parent. You're chicken healthy. So when I, when I you know um, – it's, it's interesting when I say, oh, look at my chickens. I look, uh, what do you mean my chickens aren't healthy? Just look at them. They look, so, they look so healthy. But inside, they could be actually having osteoporosis because you're uh, – we've talked about this with Dr. Uh, poultry nutritionist Dr. Gehring before. Oh, my chickens look so healthy, but really they're suffering from osteoporosis because you're diluting their traditionally balanced feed with the calcium in it to produce that egg every single day and they're having to take that the calcium from their own bones because you're diluting their feed so much with all these extra treats um so that's a perfect example of how oh they look so healthy but yeah not so much so let's get back over here and uh like i said i want dr gehring to share with all our listeners kind of what states they're servicing right now, um, and then kind of who to contact if, if, if the Tucker Milling feeds aren't in their stores, they don't see it, uh, who to talk to within the store, and if you run into a dead end, there could be another store in the area. There may I think there's actually a place on their website where you can check what store availability in your state or your city, uh, and then maybe who to call there if you want to get some. Maybe, you, hey, you've got a club of about you know 10 or 15 folks, and you want to say, hey, let's order a couple of pallets from, from Tucker Milling. Because if you're in the southeast, again, you're probably going to get this food within, what, 72 hours, I think, of it being made right there in Gunnersville, Alabama, to your to your door. So uh, take it away, uh, Dr. Gehring. Tell us where we can get some of this Tucker milling feed. All right. Yeah, so we, um, you know, we have our own uh, trucks and trailers, and so we deliver our feed um, to, I think, eight or nine states. Uh, we're in Virginia, North uh, and South Carolina, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, and Kentucky. And okay. so within that area that we deliver, um, you know, the, the only way to get our feed is, is through one of our dealers, which is uh, the majority of them are um, privately owned feed stores. Uh, we don't mm-hmm. sell to any um, stores like Tractor Supply or Rural King. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a uh, dealer locator on our website, and you can put in, uh, you know, the name of, of the town where you live or your zip code, um, and it will show, you know, all the stores in that area. And, uh, you know, one, one of the things, uh, you know, you, you mentioned was the, the freshness, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we, we do typically ship uh, feed um, within – 24 to 48 hours and have it at the store and um, you know it might seem like we're on a little tangent from uh, baby chick nutrition there but you know the the freshness does matter uh, nutritionally and you know one of the biggest reasons is that once that feed is made 
all your minerals um, are part of the seed with your vitamins. And a lot of those minerals that the birds need um, that, that are very important nutritionally, like uh, manganese, uh, zinc, uh, and, and other trace minerals, uh, they, they will, uh, uh, you know, basically degrading your uh, vitamins. And vitamin A especially is uh, very susceptible. So, you know, the, the second that feed's made, your vitamin A levels are going to start decreasing over time. And, and that's the, um, yeah, you know, that's true for a lot of other vitamins. Just, you know, vitamin A is, is probably the, the most affected. So, you know, getting feed that was made, um, or, you know, that, that is relatively fresh does have a, a nutritional impact, uh, you know, compared to a feed that, that might be months old. So fresh, that does make a difference. Yeah, I went to TuckerMilling.com, and then right on the homepage, right at the top, it says find a dealer. You press on it, and it pops up, and you can zoom in, zoom out, and see where all these little marks are uh, with regarding dealers uh, near you. And uh, one thing I really need to do this spring is I just see this big, huge void circle. I mean, I, I ride over here towards Dahlonega and Dawsonville to get my feed, and it's not very far. It's probably about a 20-minute drive. Uh, over there to Brookshire, and I love them. They're great. Um, and then, but there's this this great big circle right here where there's not much. In the city of Gainesville, chicken capital of the world, and I know there's at least one feed store right right in that area. There may be a couple of others, and even though we're going towards Brazelton, so I need to I need to get out and do some footwork footwork for you guys and see what I can do to to fill in this big empty circle right here around uh, Gainesville. Um, and see what I can do there. So, but um, yeah, go to the website and and take a look and uh, find a store near. Now, what if what if they're like, oh wow, the closest feed is say maybe an hour away. Who, who how do they they just need to talk to the manager at their local feed store, their mom and pop feed store, and say, hey, you know, um, I know you can get this feed because you know here open this website up. Look, you can see they deliver here, they deliver here, they deliver here. You're right, kind of in the middle of this diamond or this triangle. You know, and uh, what can can you help me out here and get me some of this? And of course, power in numbers. So if you have a group or a club or more folks that just ring the ears of your uh, dealer there, I guess they'll be more apt to uh, contact uh, Tucker Milling and say, "Hey, we we're getting a lot of folks that want your feed. Come talk to us." Uh, I guess that always yeah. helps. Power in numbers. And then if they want to order, mm-hmm. I think I think I think I, I want to say a pallet. Is from from memory maybe the is is the minimum and then um, is, am I still correct on that if they want to get together with a couple of folks a couple of neighbors uh, chicken club or whatever how did, how would that work Yeah so uh, anywhere in the U S that's outside of our delivery area um, we can ship uh, pallet quantities so you know multiples of forty right um, but that would be on an outside carrier right and uh, so. You know, one thing to to be aware of is that, I mean, the last time that that I looked at the numbers, which is I think about a year ago, it cost six or seven dollars a bag to ship one or two pallets. Wow. Okay. And yeah. So, which I, mean, I can that, tell you, but wait now, but now wait though, but I can tell you right now from from experience to my local feed store here in Gainesville, Georgia. 
based on what they carry and they're calling their premium feed based on what I'm paying for Tucker Milling 20 minute trip down the road uh, is either right at $6 a bag difference or maybe even a little, it, it could still maybe cheaper <laughs> for me to buy oh, yeah. that pallet, pallet than yeah. some, because I think they were selling some, what they call their premium feed over here for like 23 24 $25 a bag. And I'm getting it. I was getting it for $13 a bag. I think they finally had to go up to 14 but still we're looking at, you know, $8 a bag right there um, between the, the difference. And so at $6 a bag, I'm still saving money if I order a pallet's worth based on buying it over here. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd say, you know, if, if, if anyone lives, uh, you know, out, uh, outside of the Southeast and, you know, then if you're paying over $20 a bag right now, uh, you know, send us an email at info at com or give us a call. Um, and, and we can quote it. And then, you know, the other thing to, to keep in mind is that when you get to three pallets, the price per bag goes down a lot. There's kind of a break point there. Okay. Um, and I know that's, that's pretty tough unless you have a, you know, uh, unless you're running a business or you have, uh, you know, a club or a lot of other friends that that have birds, that it's hard to to get three or more uh, pallets yeah. of feed at one time. But But there is a pretty good price break there. Okay. Yeah, we were not so much now. The cows, uh, we had two cows, and they're in the freezer now, so we're not feeding them anymore. And then uh, we've cut down on some of our chicken population. We raise meat birds, you know, once a year or whatever. But, but probably two to three years ago, we were getting a pallet about every single month. Um, so uh, with the livestock we had here, so those of you who have, you know, you know, multiple livestock on, on your farm you're feeding them you may be close to a pallet already based on mixed species but um, um but yeah it, also at your local dealer if, if i'm if, my, if i still remember this correctly doc uh let's say a local dealer does carry your product that they could customize a pallet just for them like if they wanted okay i want you know, 12 of the 16% layer, and then I want, you know, six of the game birds, like some game birds, and then I want, you know, uh, you know, nine cow, and I want six pig or whatever. That y'all can, y'all can set that pallet up right there at your facility, wrap it, and then it has my name on it. It gets to the dealer, and that's my special, that's my custom pallet right there. Yeah, is that still well, a possibility? Um, I don't know if it would necessarily be for a specific person that, that we could mm-hmm. um or we could do that um but you know we do uh we do make mixed pallets for dealers because any of our dealers can order one bag of anything that that we right. sell they don't have to buy pallet quantities maybe that's what um, i was thinking so they could just tell dealers yeah. that hey this is what i need the dealer places that order and they'll have it so versus just having a special pallet for that one person that then they can just lift up on that forklift, put in the back of your truck. They can, the dealer, you can still give the dealer your list. It can be a mixed list. And then the dealer, when they make their order, would have everything for you when you arrive. Right. Yeah. So, it, you know, it might end up on more than one pallet mixed with some other things and that, you know, the gotcha, dealer would gotcha. have to rearrange. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's one thing um, to keep in mind that, uh, you know, even if uh the store near you doesn't carry a particular uh, product. They can order one bag for you, and and we'll get it on their order. Um, 
and you know a lot of times there's a pushback where you know dealers don't want to do that especially with the more premium products because uh you know they have a lot of people that, that say hey order me this feed and then they never come back oh, and gotcha. so so you know one thing that that we recommend and you know, and this is for everybody. You know, even if you don't live in the southeast, at, at your um, with, with whatever you know feed company that you buy feed from, uh, or, or or feed store. I mean, um, you know, I would suggest offering to prepay. And and then you know a lot of times a you know a dealer will if they're hesitant to order, uh, you know, one bag as a special order, they might do that if they get the money up front. Gotcha. I think that happened at my dealer. I walked in. I, I think it may have been rabbit feed that I needed. I don't know if they were just out of the rabbit feed I, I requested, but they were like, hey, we got this that someone ordered, and there might have been four or five bags there. And it was, a, again, a top of the show rabbit feed or something. And they were very, mm-hmm. you know, probably a pre-order because they were like, you know, I can – you know, I've had it sometimes. So, well, I'll give you that for the same price, or you know, that's I can give you that at I can cut the price. I can give you that for you know a dollar more than what you were going to pay. You know, since I'm out of that, you know, or whatever. So, so I've had that happen before too, as well. So, but that's good to know that you know if it's just that one bag that don't don't feel bad for that too. So that makes sense. Okay, hey, I got three oh one Eastern, and um, uh, again, still we could probably do another show. We're not on Chick Nutrition. We'll, we'll change it up for. Uh, for March for sure. Um, but um, anything on your list there that, you know, like one last little tidbit, tidbit of information that would be important. And also, folks, I want to remind you yeah. that in the, the spring issue of Chicken Whisperer magazine, which is going to be out, let's see, probably towards the maybe the first couple of weeks in March. If you subscribe to the digital edition, you're going to get it in your email. Uh, subscribe to the print edition. It'll be in your mailbox maybe around mid-March and the spring edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine and Dr. Guerin's article is going to be all about this. So he'll be able to fit in probably two episodes of Baby Chick Nutrition uh, that we've done so far into that one um, uh, article. So be, be on the lookout for that and you can read. And know, I'm sure there'll be things that are covered in that. There may be even charts and studies and examples of what we're talking about here that would be visually would make it uh, uh for me anyway more understandable or i can see it there so oh, i see how exactly this works so that's going to be uh be on the lookout for that uh and article uh and current article in the spring issue so anything that you want to kind of wrap up with that we didn't get to today yeah um you know i i think just uh going back to the you know freshness of feed uh for for anybody you know especially if if you've recently moved and are in a new area and not familiar with the feed stores uh, around you, or if you're uh, wanting to try, you know, a, a different feed that's not at the feed store you normally go to, and um, it, it's only available elsewhere. I think, you know, just about every feed company like ours uh, has that kind of dealer locator on their website. And so, you know, one thing I would recommend is, you know, go on there, find the two or three stores that are uh, convenient to go to, and then, you know, give the, the feed company, um, whether it's us or, or someone else, uh, give them a call and, and and ask, you know, which one of those two or three stores uh, gets orders more, more the most often. Because, uh, you know, there's, there's some uh, feed stores that don't buy a lot of feed and they might – 
get an order once a month, and there's some that get uh, two or three a week. So, um, you know, that, that can make a big difference in terms of how old that feed is. Okay, very important. And I thought that was great that when you know when I visited and saw your facility and and, and are looking at them, bag it up right there and thinking, hey, that bag could be in my store tomorrow, uh, which means I can actually be feeding my chickens tomorrow or the next day, or they, you know, depending on what rotation. I think my store gets it every Thursday, but I know that feed was probably bagged up on uh, Wednesday or Tuesday. So yeah, that's that's a, makes a big difference to me, and I'm sure the birds as well. Like you just said, it does make a difference. So. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, um, hey, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It was uh, ended up being a hey, fantastic, fantastic show. And it looks like Blog Talk Radio is messed up again, so I'm not sure what I'm going to be able to do to close out the show, but we'll try it here in a minute. But uh, Dr. Crane Gehring, thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to your article in the spring issue of magazine, and thanks for all the information you've shared here with us today. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks, Andy. You bet. Thank you so much. All right, let me see what I can do here. It looks like my switchboard's disappeared again. Thanks a lot, Blog Talk Radio. Let me see what I got here real quick, and then uh, we'll see if we can't end the show like we normally do. Let's see where we got here. Let me see what we've got. Maybe we can find something here. Give me just a second, and I'll see if I can find it. So all you're really going to miss is really the show ending, because we got, again, technical issue here. So not a big deal. We'll wrap it up with that. Hey, guys, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the totally free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer Magazine, chickenwhisperermagazine.com. Totally free. We email it to you four times a year. You can see all kinds of great articles, poultry nutritionists, poultry veterinarians, poultry scientists. Again, absolutely free. No bait and switch. It has been for the last seven, eight years that we've been doing the magazine. Um, if you'd like that touchy-feely magazine, sit in your easy chair on a rainy day and look and flip through and take notes and have a catalog of all this information, you can do that too. It's nine ninety-five a year. You can subscribe there at chickenwhisper.com. And it looks like that is going to wrap it up for us. So since I can't see, let me see what this does. There we are. Yeah, see, we still have issues here. Oh, there it goes. Okay, so that's going to be it. <laughs> I appreciate you for tuning Sorry for the technical issues. Blog Talk's been kind of screwy today as well, but uh, it's it's not a big deal. We'll see you uh, next week right here on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisper, brought to you by our good friends at Tucker Milling. This has been Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tucker Milling with your host, Andy Schneider. For more information, find us on the web at chickenwhisperer.com, on Facebook by typing in The Chicken Whisperer, on Twitter at Backyard Poultry, and on Instagram at The Real Chicken Whisperer. Thanks for listening. <laughs>